0: Hello. Hi and welcome. This is my favorite murder. The, this is the mini the mini episode. That's right. You can tell by the time is shorter and the and the day and what we talk about. Also we just said it so you can tell by that. <laughs>
1: God, why don't you explain everything? Look, we've said it. Listen, at least one time. This is the mini episode. <laughs> we read yours. Do you mm-hmm. want me to start? There'll be you a, a test. You're at forced the end. to say yes because it's a leading question. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fight me on it? Yes. Oh, oh, is today the day? <laughs> <laughs> Tank guy drove through my neighborhood. <gasps> <gasps> Dear Karen, Georgia, and friends, I was recently listening to your live show in San Diego, and Karen mentioned that she had covered the tank dude that drove through uh, Claremont in the previous night's show. I have a hometown letters saved on my computer about that very incident, and I knew then I should have sent it in months ago instead of sitting on it, thinking it just wasn't good enough. Don't sit on your stories. Look, don't judge your own story. How how would you know? We'll judge it for You're you. You're the giver, not the receiver. You don't know. <laughs> Anyway, my best friend and I, it literally says that. Anyway, my best friend and I were 14 at the time and apparently totally clueless as to how much meth was in our neighborhood. (laughs) Looking back on it now, the guy who would cut his grass using a pair of scissors totally makes sense to me. (laughs) It was the day after school and like always my best friend Kim called me. But this time it wasn't to talk shit about the kids we went to school with. This time it was because a motherfucking tank had just driven down her cross street and was headed towards my house. Oh my God. Of course, I didn't believe a goddamn word she was telling me. So she told me to turn on the news. We both saw it. That it was headed towards my house, and we begged and pleaded our parents to let us go watch it destroy our neighborhood. Yeah, Our parents were, of course, totally against the idea. One of the few times my parents were actual parents. So we had to watch the whole thing together on the phone while watching the news. Mm. As you know, eventually the cops did get the tank to stop on the freeway, and they shot and killed him right there inside the tank. I remember the city of San Diego was collectively sad and angry about his demise, and that night on the radio, the DJ at 91X dedicated the song, I Fought the Law, and (gasps) the law won by the Clash to the Tank Man. Our neighborhood wasn't terribly destroyed, but he did run up onto some people's uh, yards, so for months afterwards, you could see tank tracks in the front lawns and crushed fences that he had run into. Anyway, love your podcast. I live in Portland, Oregon now, and I work from home as an illustrator, so I spend 99.5% of my time alone, but you kind of make it feel like I have some cool, some of the coolest co-workers love Claire.
0: Aww. Claire from Claremont. Claire from Claremont. I feel like if it was a car chase, yeah, don't go out and watch it, but but it's a tank. It's you can jump out of its way ten minutes
1: before it hits you. Georgia, you'd like to think that. You would like to think. <laughs> Do I not know tanks? You don't know tank hypnosis, <laughs> which is what happens to you when you jump out into the street. <laughs> it lasts a half an hour before the tank runs you. You over. just keep staring at it, going, no fucking way, it's a tank. <laughs>
0: it's just look so at cool. It. Uh we'll have to post that episode or that live show on the fan cult because yes. your story is incredible. That's
1: a good well, it's that story, any like you could get a computer, you know, how on YouTube, you can make a video of yeah. a computer talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just have a computer tell you that story and it would be the best story you've ever heard. Give yourself more
0: credit than that. You are better than a talking
1: computer. I can't. The damage is so deep. <laughs> so and deep. so
0: permanent. So deep. Um, Okay. Let's see. Let's go. Let's start heavy. I'm going to do. Um, okay. This one's called Hometown and a Half. Great. And it it addresses us, dude. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I want to tell you about a strange death in my hometown of Knoxville, Illinois. Uh, it was far before my time, but I'd always heard about it growing up. This is the mummy house. Oh. Carl Stevens was diagnosed with diabetes at age 10. He married Carol in 1966. I'm guessing after he was 10. I, I would hope. Yeah. They had two kids, Cindy and Craig. They obviously fucking love the letter C. In the 70s, they... <laughs> Sydney spelled with an S. <laughs> what did I say? Cindy. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pronouncing it. In the 70s, they joined a holistic society, or a cult, call your dad, and he attempted to treat his diabetes with diets and supplements. In, oh. 19, yeah, in 1979, he died of diabetic shock face down on his bedroom floor. Surprise, surprise, his wife didn't believe he was dead, but that he was in a coma, His body turned black and swelled up, as you do, and after keeping his body on the floor for two months, she propped him up on a chair in the basement. Well, it gets worse. I
1: mean, that's some serious denial. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's like, I am brainwashed. Yeah. The family moved him to another bed and regularly changed his clothes and bedding. They also chatted (laughs) with him as if he were still alive. (laughs) Hey, how's the rotting going? (laughs) stuff like that yeah, just yeah. small talk with a corpse and I, I mean did he answer that's the question I want to know like did, did they, they think? think yeah yeah like how you talk to your cat you know, <laughs> and they respond to you. Okay. They told people he was sick. So that's why he hadn't been seen in a while. But then a family member finally got into the house and found him. They said his bright red hair made him easily recognizable because otherwise he wasn't fucking recognizable. <laughs> his body was kept in the house altogether for almost nine years. What? And a fellow cult member, Richard Koontz, moved in and cared for the body as well during no. that whole time. Oh. Okay. Cindy and Richard were both arrested and the kids placed into foster care. I'm sure they were significantly fucked up at this point. Only Carl's mother attended his burial in Wataga, Illinois, another small-ass town. I posted about this case on Facebook, and someone told me that the opposing teams used to chant Knoxville mummies at sporting <laughs> events. <laughs> That's rude. That's mean. Teenagers know exactly what to say. No bullying. We have a no bullying policy. The fighting mummies. That would actually be the best. The fighting mummies. The best mascot. That's right. Uh, then she writes, yikes. My brother's aunt also used to cut the Stevens family's hair and mine. SSDGM, <laughs> Jamie. That's insanity. Nine years the smell alone when does the smell stop i wonder can can um what are they called you know people in forensics and shit let us know oh when a body stops smelling scientists yeah you know or I just mean, a bird of fucking
1: someone who's hanging out it, there's just so many aspects of it where it's like also mo- you know months later moving it yeah i getting other people i mean here, the one thing and maybe this is just weird of me but when when you start talking about other people that were kind of came in on it, at least that whoever was doing it wasn't alone.
0: Yeah. There's something, at least there's like a kind of group. Like we all were in the same head. We all thought it was normal. I mean, it sucks for the kids, you know, Because like, for the kids
1: it's, uh, unspeakably unspeakable. I don't know if
0: it was like more of the people from the holistic cult were in on it and acted like that too. And yes. he just told people outside of it that he was sick, but at least one other adult. Yeah. was like, yeah, let's talk to fucking Carl. Over there. Yes,
1: he's 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 still here with us
0: because I believe in vitamins. Oh, let's change his outfit. He's been wearing that outfit.
1: Okay. I mean, the funerals that I've been to and that it's been a lot in our family. Like, even if it's right after the death, the body looks weird. Yeah, it's not. It's disturbing from the get go. Yeah. That So the idea that you're just going to put somebody in a chair and ignore it all. And that's with makeup on that you see them. <laughs> that's right. That's highly treated. Yikes. Not even, I mean, this was a body that still had all of its parts inside. Yeah. Oh,
0: Guys. Let's not. Why are we talk about this stuff?
1: Wait, I lost my mind. <laughs> what
0: is wrong with I us? Mean, this is. What's
1: wrong with people who send this stuff to us? I feel like I, I would love to hear from a coroner or, or, coroner or some type <laughs> Corners, of person who would know corner. about what the experience of that would be. That'd be great. All right. This one, the subject line is almost home intrusion. Always call the cops. Hey, y'all. About a month ago, my best friend calls me at around 1 a.m. and tells me someone's knocking on her door. She says it was a weird type of knock, as if they were tapping the door knocker very lightly. No! That is... Please bang on the door. The worst thing of all time sidebar did we already talk
0: about the guy that licked the doorbell for three hours we did not was it three hours i just saw a screen grab and a caption and i was just like Mm-mm. no
1: he- yeah i believe it was in la right same door uh ringer
0: it was Nog like a or doorbell or uh-huh. a door
1: yes yeah, something steven's gonna get and he's gonna film the, the crucial details but I, from what i remember it was a doorbell and he licked it for three, like three hours Wow. And they, and because they have it on one of those, yeah. like those front door cameras, oh, and it's just a guy licking
0: a thing. If I ever get a video camera, you know, security system, I'm going to make some Vince watch it because I don't want to fucking see whatever inevitably comes on it. Just
1: nightmares.
0: So, so this is in the Sacramento Bee. Oh. A security video shows a stranger approach the front door of a Salinas, California home early Friday, then look directly into the camera before <gasps> proceeding to lick the doorbell for hours. He licked. Yes. It. he made eye contact he did it on
1: purpose
0: um, oh it was a ring doorbell camera yeah not a sponsor <laughs>
1: simply yeah. safe simply safe <laughs> That wouldn't happen with a simply safe
0: yeah they Ugh. don't say specific hours but they just say four hours great four
1: hours yeah I, f- I read that it was three but who knows mm. okay so anyway let's just put that in our back pocket great. while we listen to this story okay good. Enough. okay so tapping we're now to the weird light tapping front <sighs> door horrifying um she said she heard it first at 1245 a.m. and immediately turned off her living room TV and went to the kitchen where you couldn't see her from the front door because her door has windows at the top. Mm. She heard the knocking again at 1 a.m. Mm. So fucking 15 minutes later, she was scared because she wasn't expecting company and whoever it was had stayed for 15 minutes <gasps> outside her door. Uh-uh. She tried to call her mom, but she wouldn't answer, so she called me. <laughs> she wouldn't answer. <laughs> she refused. My immediate reaction was, all caps. What the fuck, bitch? Call the fucking cops. She thought I was overreacting. I tell her, no, you live alone and someone could easily figure that out. Call the motherfucking cops. Still refusing, I texted our other best friend and started a conference call. Then I put them on hold Mm. while I called the cops. She was insistent that it wasn't necessary, but my favorite murder didn't raise no fool. I called the Huntsville police and asked them to run a welfare check on my friend, Wow, that's genius. Yeah. She had been hearing weird knocks on her front door, and I wanted to make sure she was okay. Within five minutes, the police were there, and she felt more comfortable. We mostly forgot about the incident. What? Well, it turns out I wasn't overreacting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There has been a guy breaking into women's homes and watching them while they sleep. (gasps) He had broken into some other girl's apartment eight days after the knocking at my friend's door, three doors down from her apartment. My guess is, is that his fucking creep was probably knocking lightly to see if anyone was awake and after this incident i subscribed her to the show (laughs) and now she can stay sexy and call the motherfucking cops herself love y'all mel mel good work oh no
0: mel gets you're a um what's it called when little kids get police
1: badges honorary you're an honorary member you're the sheriff's assistant yeah um hold also if you live in not a huge metropolitan city yeah um, I would imagine, especially if you're young, uh young, free single women in, in your town, call those cops. Yeah, they'll Because there's immediate. gonna be some young men oh. with the with the dedication to service and green skin, and, clean shave, and, right? Every day. And kind of like a fire in their eyes, yeah. like I'll fucking get that guy. And they're young enough to like they joined for a
0: reason and they still they're not old and like I hate this now. No.
1: Like, they're like hot and young with a purpose. They're still in the like hold your flashlight up by your ear yeah. kind of mode. They still call cars V. (laughs) They're into it. Let them do their job. They like it. Do it. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back.
0: I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some
1: merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound
0: MadeInCookware.com That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com Goodbye! Let's do this one. I was almost killed by a door. Oh, shit. The worst kind. Yeah. Dear murder crew and furry friends, my dad and I like to swap crazy stories to see if we can outdo each other. He usually wins since he has been stabbed twice (gasps) and chased by a lion. Shit! One night we were doing this (laughs) That is
1: awesome. <laughs> is, he, is he that like uh, that cartoon commander? That's like when in my day <laughs> he got chased by two lions and stabbed twice with nothing. That guy
0: what was it from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh Forget yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Forget yeah. It. One night we were doing this, and I was talking about the time a door fell on me. My dad got quiet and told me not to joke about it, and I asked why. I was seven at the time, so I didn't remember every detail, but basically my parents worked in an open office type place and they were splitting up the hallway by installing a door. The specific instructions were do not run through the hallway (laughs) since the door frame, since the frame and door was there, but the hinges weren't on yet. Well, I ran through the hallway chasing my dogs and they were both able to slip through the door. I wasn't and the door fell on me. I was crying because it ended with a broken leg. Oh shit. But my dad was screaming frantically not to move. I wanted to turn and look at him, but he was actually yelling at the top of his lungs not to move, and I didn't know why until about a year ago when I was 18. Uh, The door had a coat hook on it that had just barely pierced my neck. If I had turned to look at my dad, I would have effectively impaled myself and severed one of the major arteries in my neck. My My dad confessed when he first started yelling it was in hope because he thought I was already dead. (gasps) Fuck off, universe, because I'm still alive. (laughs) Anyway, right. stay sexy and don't run through uninstalled doors, Levi. <laughs> perfect Amazing. advice. Amazing. Oh, my God. I love that story so much. The shit we did as kids that almost got us killed constantly.
1: Also, the shit where when you're hurt, if you just don't know what's happening, right. it doesn't hurt as bad. Totally. Like, it's. I know I've told you the story, but when my mom worked in Santa Rosa, which is north of Petaluma, and she was going down the freeway and she saw a guy flip his truck right. and walked up. And it, the truck was upright when she got to it, but the um, windshield was broken. And when she got up to the guy, it was like a pg e type truck. And the guy was sitting facing forward, and he had a little bit of blood on his, like, head oh or God. whatever. And my mom said, I'm a nurse. Um, uh, is there anything – do you hurt anywhere? Do you need to tell me, like, how you, whatever, yeah. what's going on? And he went – I think I'm fine. I mean, my head hurts a little bit. And then as he was saying that, he turned to her and he had a huge piece of glass embedded in, the, in his forehead, but he just didn't know it. Did he die? Cause he was in shock. No, no, no. he was fine. He was fine. Well, it was, yeah. it was like, you know, it was, it's a skull. So it was just like okay. a thing that like was Ugh. sticking there, but it all happened so fast. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh huh. And then this is, it's the craziest story, but it's one of those family ones. My mom was in her nurse's whites when she was talking to the guy. So when she turned away to walk back to her car, she had blood on the front of because it was on his door. And then our family friend Ann Lily was driving up the freeway, sees my mom walking down the freeway with blood on her and thinks that she was in the accident. And she's going crazy now. And she pulls over. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh. Um, Small town fun. Oh, is it me? It's you This Last one. Okay. I'm not going to read you this one because it gives the whole, it gives it all away. Okay. Okay. And there's no greeting, which I respect the most. In 1968, there was a hit and run in the city of Fulton, New York, not to be confused with Fulton, Montgomery County. I was never. (laughs) Thank God, because I was right on the verge. This person had been driving down the main road in the city on Halloween night and had hit and killed a four-year-old girl named Carolee Ashby, who was crossing the street with her older sister. Yeah, I mean... Heartbreaking. Her body was thrown 133 (gasps) feet and the driver took off and was never (gasps) caught. Monster. Horrifying. 44 years later in 2013, a man named Douglas Parkhurst confessed to the murder but was not charged as the statute of limitations had expired. It's said that he might have been drunk and thought he hit a dog. (gasps) Uh, Apparently, he had never apologized to the family directly. Here's where it gets wild. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Douglas Parkhurst had since moved to Portland, Maine, where he lived with his family. In 2018, he was at his grandchildren's little league game <gasps> when all of a sudden a woman named Carol Shero drunkenly drove through <gasps> the field gate and was driving recklessly on the field what? with children on it. the fuck? There are a couple different accounts of what happened next, but Parkhurst was either in the midst of pushing children out of the way or closing the gate to the field when Sher- when Shero struck him and killed him. <gasps> He was the only person that died. Cheryl has since been charged with manslaughter and previously charged with two DUIs. Oh. If you didn't notice, the little girl Parkhurst killed was named Carol Lee, and he was killed by a woman named Carol. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm fucking chill. And right they think he was drunk and she was drunk. I'm still in awe of this story. It might actually be aired on ESPN as they did an excerpt surrounding Parkhurst's heroic sacrifice, quote unquote, right. at the Little League game. Thank you for reading my story. Stay sexy and don't drink and drive. Do not. Autumn. It's so crazy
0: how like the the tainting of a thing you do will always taint. <laughs> <laughs> There's just taints everywhere. <laughs> it's it really true. It's like your life
1: is covered in taints. That's I mean, but that's why I'm so careful when I'm taking a left. And look, I always check that fucking crosswalk. The last thing you want to do, like I've said this before, mm-hmm. but if a bunch of cars are stopped and you go around yeah. them to speed past, yeah. you might want to consider their stop for a reason. Right. And before you gun it through, check the crosswalk and make sure people aren't stopping for people crossing because totally. that's how people have killed like children crossing the street Ugh. and it is a nightmare that's it's horrifying that's really good advice <laughs>
0: thanks no I mean it I mean I really I mean it that's really good advice Karen but it's actually like the best advice and I just say it. I'm just a kind. okay this last one I have is called I almost got my dad arrested on suspicion of murder oh hi Karen nope hi Georgia Karen Stephen and various furry friends I was a particularly precocious toddler, a.k.a. very easily bored and very hard work. And one time when I was about two or three, my uncle was uh, meant to be keeping an eye on me, but probably wasn't giving me his full attention. Somehow I got a hold of the house phone and rang 999. Are you in Australia? Oh. <laughs> and spoke to the emergency services. When the operator asked where my mummy and daddy were, I said that my mummy had been gone for ages and my daddy was in the garden digging a very big hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Being quite rightly suspicious of this, they sent round a police officer to my house to see what the hell was going on and to question my dad. (laughs) Turns out that my dad was simply digging a pond in the garden while my mom was just at work. (laughs) They also had to ring the nursing home where my mom worked to make sure that my dad was legit. They, the police, didn't seem to see the funny side of it, and I got a very stern telling off from my mom and dad, although now it's one of their favorite stories to tell. Stay sexy and don't let toddlers
1: ring the emergency (laughs) services, Lucy. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God it it turned out that way because the real version of what they thought was possibly happening is so bone chillingly horrifying. And actually
0: is like the, the teacher's pet podcast is like the story of it yeah that's right <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> right. that is digging the pool digging that's in right. the pool right mom's Ugh. been gone for a long time oh um send us your emails my favorite murder at gmail we just like good stories it doesn't matter what it's about
1: we just love to podcast your minis we do truly um yeah and stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye love you want a cookie <laughs>